0: You're listening to a classic business podcast, as heard on Classic 1027. The issue of market dominance and regulation of big tech has risen to the surface of the global debate about the future of today's biggest companies. Uh, In the U.S., uh, the congressional report produced after more than a year of fact-finding and testimony blasts Google, Apple, Amazon and Facebook as monopolistic gatekeepers of the digital economy and breaking up these companies will uh, apparently be on the table. The Congressional Report recommends a host of remedies including structural separation or divestiture to restore competition and also to prevent a similar concentration of power in the future. And the recent battle royale between Apple and Fortnite game maker Epic uh, are only the first shots in a larger battle that is likely to rage uh, for some time. Certainly I believe that app stores are the quintessential online platform and that rulings in that area will have an outsized influence. in shaping competition or antitrust law, as it's called in the U.S. in the digital era. Recently, the South African Competition Commission outlined the approach that it intends to take to regulate competition in the digital economy. Rather ominously, in the preamble to the discussion document, the Competition Commission states that, unfortunately for all its promise, the digital economy in developing countries already threatens a new era of global concentration, and with it... Uh, the further marginalization of vulnerable countries and businesses therefore intentional regulation is required to avoid outcomes that could harm the development of small businesses, consumers and ultimately uh, the economic growth so needed in South Africa's developing uh, economy. The need for intentional regulation has become all the more urgent with the advent of covid-19 which is set to move more products and services online at a rapid pace uh, and that's where the quote ends from the competition authorities it was the subject of a recent webinar hosted by bowman's and it's a great pleasure to welcome our panelists today dr christina kafara of charles river associates uh, in london patrick smith uh, partner of rbb economics and heather Irvin, partner at uh, bowman's in the competition law practice. Dr. Kafara, you've directed and coordinated empirical and theoretical economic analyses on several of the biggest and most high-profile cases over the last two decades before the European Commission, including matters involving Google and Microsoft and Apple, the big players. So let's start this conversation at the global level. Can you just set the scene for us from the international perspective and how the European competition authorities are approaching Competition law in the digital economy.
1: Thank you. Happy to be here. Let me give you a broad perspective, indeed, because I, this is a global conversation. It is a, a conversation which is going on uh, at this point amongst regulators and competition authorities and politicians and parties interested in uh, our future across the globe. The starting point, I think, that uh, is that the uh, digital economy came with a promise of a sort of nirvana that was going to unfold before us in which we were going to have seamless ability to switch download uh, and indeed there was going to be choice uh, and endless uh, disruptive innovation what has actually happened is that our attention has been funneled as consumers into three four big platforms that actually ultimately determine how we shop, how we search, how we communicate, our social networking. These are the main social brokers globally. And they've come to represent an enormous amount of commerce, but more than that, an enormous amount of influence. The size of these companies is uh, unthinkable. The four companies you mentioned account together for a market capitalization that is bigger than the entirety of the European stock market is a quarter of U.S. stock markets, the size is uh, enormous and the influence is enormous. So we worry about uh, their business model and the way in which they affect our lives. There are distinctions to be drawn to my mind. Of course, there are business models that are ad based, Google, Facebook. And the concerns that we have are really about their influence on ultimately politics, uh, the discourse, democracy what we uh, see, the amplification of, of 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 misinformation and so on. There are others like Amazon, like Apple you mentioned, where the concern is about their gatekeeping function, how they interact with businesses that depend on them on the platform. How is this competition on the platform actually policed? Are these companies with enormous power playing fair with those who depend on them? And so these are the different questions that vary across the business models but are absolutely central and so we are seeing an upsurge globally of concern which is not limited to politicians is extended to uh, academics to economists to uh, uh, to t- and uh, which ultimately has determined that just antitrust is probably probably not going to be enough because the issues are too big and too diverse and in europe certainly we are now very well advanced in a uh, mm. in a mode of regulating companies Exactly, there's a lot happening uh, here
0: that
1: i'm happy mm. to uh, mm. expand on no i uh, think that's a great uh,
0: it's a great table setter for now and i think uh, the issues around data privacy for example and what role the consumer law has to play in that not just competition or is just one example of the cross-cutting nature of uh, policy and regulatory tools uh, that are at uh, government's disposals at this time patrick uh, in terms of the economic effects of uh, big tech you you chat to any market commentator commentator analyst at the moment and And big tech has been the best performing asset class over the last uh, 12 to 24 months. And unlike other big companies that tend to reach a certain size and then become utility-like in terms of their earnings, uh, technology companies have this uh, network effect that seems to uh, ensure that the the bigger they get the faster they grow uh, the more concentrated they become and uh, it sort of reinforces itself what are the defining characteristics of technology that make it uh, challenging to regulate
2: yes I think one of the biggest challenges is, is exactly that there are, people call it, talk, the, talk about tipping markets they talk about network effects the value uh, to someone of using a platform increases the more people that are on that platform so I don't want to go to Facebook if there are only 10 of my friends there I don't want to go to to amazon if it doesn't have a a large number of retailers hosted there i don't want to go to other platforms unless there's a huge amount of content there so you do have these uh, economists call them externalities as an effect on other people using the platform from me and those are typically they 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 induce customers to to use those more if there are a million people in your local pick and pay there's a negative effect on you you want to use it less but in tech it's often it is often the opposite and i think from that you have those effects and then as you say you, you may have a utility like component and that might actually be where much of the power is you do have some conglomerate um, some conglomerate effects in in tech so you find tech companies get from one area into another and in some of the, those places such as potentially payments such as content broadcasting they can still be disruptive I think most of the fire is is partly on that conglomerate effect where you've got a, a really strong uh, network or plat- network effect around your platform and you're really trying to leverage that into other areas where a lot of this uh, focus of regulatory scrutiny is
0: christine i want to bounce back to you because you're shaking your head what do you disagree with
1: i am shaking my head because this is big tech defense uh this is what they said There are network effects. What's new? We've known about network effects in digital industries forever. It is obvious. It has been discussed to death. Network effect, the fact that there are benefits to network, is a very understood property, as is uh, uh, economies of scale and scope. That doesn't justify lack of competition. This is what we're worried about. Certainly, there are network effects. And certainly, I benefit if my friends are on the same network. It doesn't mean there needs to be one. And uh, what what this discussion entirely overlooks is, you know, what Patrick lists is that the kind of entry-level economics of platforms. But the concern that we have developed are about the expansion that has been unstoppable, that has actually uh, meant that we are faced with... uh, a power that is uh, very difficult to even conceive of. There is a front page article in the Financial Times today saying, Mark Zuckerberg, as much of stake on November the 3rd, Facebook's success or failure in protecting the election it will dictate his future. That is what we are talking about. We're talking mm-hmm. about influence on uh, the politics and the democracy that, that uh, we are we are living in.
0: Dr Kafara, there are examples there on the other side and just recently uh, we had the Great Barrington Declaration uh, published uh, not by some fringe uh, scientists here but uh, by a preeminent epidemiologists from Oxford and Harvard uh, and Stanford and uh, Google took it upon itself to uh, censor any, um, uh, any reportage of the Great Barrington Declaration. So we're, we're seeing this power increasingly being wielded and exercised to influence uh, public discourse and narrative. The, the challenge here is um, how to effectively regulate that power, though, without infringing on uh, the, the principles of, of the market and, and the, the, the principles of business, um, which are about... Growing, which are about d- developing market size and exploiting that. Yes,
1: I agree. There is that concern, but for years we have worried far too much about the potential for a restriction uh, that could lead to undermining innovation. That has been the underlying spirit of a lot of the, the, the thinking in regulation and antitrust. Uh, I think we are now faced with phenomena that are so serious and so grave. Uh, where we can no longer stand back and listen to Facebook saying, we create communities, and that's what we do, because this is what their advocates are saying in the public domain. We need to just take stock. And there are differences. If you're an ad-funded business like Google or Facebook, you're trying to monetize the data. That is your imperative, and you're doing it by personalizing products by personalizing advertising now that in some sense is good but not when you're spying on my privacy and not when you don't allow me uh, to control it so this is kind of uh, societally fundamental in these companies then there is the other sort of sets of business models as I said before Amazon is a giant retailer but it doesn't almost power. do we uh, necessarily take on trust that they don't self-preference they, uh, they they don't do any of the sort well i think it's a question that regulators are asking apple is certainly a major gate, gate gatekeeper and mm. of course there is a question of how they liaise and they interplay with the apps that are mm. being distributed on that mm. that's a legitimate mm. question that needs to be looked at so i think we can no longer stand back and say mm. this is something that will take care of itself network effects you know they are
3: okay
1: <laughs> have ticked. They're not perhaps maybe with the wind behind going to tip. They have ticked. Search is tip, uh, social networks is dip. What exactly do we need to know?
0: Mm-hmm. We
1: need to figure it out.
0: And Heather, that's what we're trying to do in South Africa, trying to figure it out in this broader global conversation. Uh, how is this uh, influenced uh, at a high level, before we talk to some of the detail, the, uh, the the document currently on the table that's been released by the Competition Commission to discuss effective ways to regulate uh, a competition in the digital economy?
3: Thanks, Michael. Um, well, there's no doubt that the Commission is coming from the position that we need to talk about how to regulate these entities in South Africa, not whether. And I think that's because the Commission appreciates that they are the guardians not only of competition in relevant markets in South Africa, but also have a duty under our Competition Act to protect the participation, for example, of small and medium interest enterprises, And also economic inclusion transformation and facilitating participation by historically disadvantaged individuals so they they point in this report to the fact that they may for example be acquisitions that are happening by these global giants or by very large powerful firms locally that are killing new competitors before they even come into existence and are able to compete effectively And that the big online platforms for shopping, for example, may be squeezing little South African businesses that want to get their products into these increasingly important online stores. And this concern is, of course, being heightened by the lockdown because we've seen millions of South Africans overnight switching to procuring products and services online and hopefully once we see the spectrum auction happen and data costs in South Africa falling, it's likely that this pace of digitalization is going to pick up even faster. So the question is, can the commission deal with this in terms of the existing rules, or do we need to change our rules that apply to notification of mergers? Do we need to um, improve on the restrictions that we place on dominant sellers or dominant buyers? And other rules that we have at our disposal, even in terms of an act that was quite recently amended, really give the South African authorities the teeth that they need Mm. to
0: deal with. Heather, the complex and cumulative and global nature, I think, of digital mergers may be partly responsible for this uh, state of affairs. But the Competition Tribunal's recent prohibition of the uh, merger between naspas and, and, and We Buy Cars certainly suggests that this trend may be changing. Uh, can competition law preserve contestable digital spaces in South Africa through that lens?
3: Can, Michael, Um, but I think there is some danger, particularly when one's dealing with offshore-based firms, that they may simply say that if we create a very unhospitable and uncertain environment in South Africa, they simply won't offer their services here. And that would be a big problem for South African consumers, um, because a lot of our population, particularly in in the lower-income groups, is very reliant on, on these kinds of sources for. Um, education, for example. Um, So one doesn't want to dissuade them from being able to provide those services at the lowest possible cost and as innovatively as possible in South Africa. So the challenge in the merger context is always not to impose lots of conditions on merging parties that are then not imposed on anyone else. Um, And this prompts the debate about whether instead of regulating on a piecemeal basis, as and when parties come to the competition commission and ask for permission to merge, we shouldn't perhaps be looking at sector-wide regulation, which applies and sets out a framework um, in which all competitors in this space have to play. But that's something which can only be done really by an act of parliament, and mm-hmm. it would have to be administrated by a regulator. And then I guess the question becomes, is it going to be the competition commission, or is it going to be ECASA, which has traditionally had jurisdiction to regulate both Uh, broadcasting and and also telecoms.
0: And we've got this concurrent regulatory environment now uh, with ICASA and the competition authorities both playing a role. Heather, I want to stay on that point for for a little while longer. Uh, The the poll that was hosted uh, during the webinar showed overwhelmingly that the audience doesn't think uh, that model is serving us particularly well or particularly effectively. Uh, What would you like to see in terms of a best practice regulatory regime?
3: we've had a debate over recent years, Michael, about creating a super regulator, so effectively a version of the Competition Commission which then also has jurisdiction over licensing of various different kinds of services, Um, and I think there may well be merit in reopening that debate, um, because having two regulators doing exactly the same job is a costly exercise, and it does allow things to fall through the cracks, Um, and we've seen this in the telecom space where um, complaints have gone to both the Commission and ICASA, neither one of them has been able to effectively deal with those complaints against very dominant firms. And and as a result, um, consumers have suffered. Um, So Mm. I think we do need to start thinking about who is going to be responsible for this regulation and, and how, is it, how can it be most cost effectively done? Because in resources in South Africa are always an issue.
0: Dr. Kafara, if you look at the South African Commission suggested approach, how does that compare to the approaches that are currently being developed in the European Union and the United States? I
1: think- it is broadly in line with what we see and what we are uh, uh, expecting to be ultimately uh, uh, cast into into law and into into rules. Uh, there is a, a an emphasis there on digital mergers that you've uh, touched upon. It is something that preoccupies many authorities very significantly. The UK is particularly militant. The Competition and Markets Authority here has spearheaded initiatives that basically say, "You're doing a digital merger? Come through this door, please." It is a slightly different door from the rest of it, because there needs to be a more sophisticated understanding of the underlying economics that drives these businesses and the harm that could potentially uh, uh, could potentially unfold. The European Commission and other authorities, including indeed the South African Authority, are in the process of deciding on the Google Fitbit issue. And the, the obstacle there appears to be uh, not a clear understanding of what, implications can arise from putting together health data with a probe of other, of, of other data. But we are not in a position to be able to we and see. You want to give tons of health data to Google what can possibly go wrong. But the point is that the authorities are still wringing their hands a bit and saying, I'm not sure how I can value this data. Well, you're not sure this is going to be uh, something we are going to be wringing our hands about in three years from now so a more Mm -hmm. robust approach needs to be taken some have actually suggested one should have some sort of presumption turned around and which is i think also is uh, something that you see a, a flavor of in the, in the proposal uh you want to do a merger merger in digital you're a giant gatekeeper let me hear what the benefit is, is uh, of this deal rather than me having to prove that this deal is anti-competitive so a lot is going on and i think the proposals in south africa are in this spirit
0: that's good to hear because to heather's earlier point the last thing you want to do is to have regulatory arbitar- arbitrage and be seen as an outlier because then uh in terms of our market size big international players will just say no thanks we'll we'll go elsewhere and we certainly can't afford that a bit because there are um, a great deal of positive um, uh, effects and benefits as well. Uh, Patrick what do you think the strategic industrial policy levers should uh, be and and should feature in terms of uh, the country's national digital framework here in South Africa?
2: I think there must be a number of different levers and I think that would truly be consistent with best practice uh, overseas I think there is scope to use competition policy positively and to perhaps reinterpret uh, what the the frameworks that we're more familiar with in a bricks and mortar sense and apply them sensibly in the digital sense. I do think over the last two decades and and South African thinking and practices is, is, uh, is perhaps polluted by this. There's been two too narrow a focus on uh, on some very old approaches to antitrust and there's been a lot of discussion about do you change antitrust or do you change interpretation of it I think one or both is required uh, in, in particular in, uh, interpreting competition laws in South Africa to make them uh, more pro-competitive and more more amenable to the digital space I, I don't think that um, any of these any of these frameworks are wrong. I think that there 's a widespread agreement there is need for intervention there is need for policy here. I just think the frameworks allow you to consciously make those choices i don 't think for any Uh, at all that there's not a choice to be made but you need to quantify this is where innovation has not been good this is where we there may be some cost we'll quantify that and we'll just go in this direction perhaps a bit more boldly on industrial policy a final very quick point is i do think industrial policy means government getting more involved in helping small firms perhaps local firms to to get engaged in this place uh, in this space i do think the disincentive effects are different in different countries That doesn't uh, that isn't at all a reason not to intervene in south africa not to regulate I just think there's going to be scope to intervene in a South Africa specific way to regulate probably a combination of competition policy There's ex ante regulation perhaps a super regulator and industrial policy helping local firms helping firms in localized areas of this whole big supply chain uh, to be successful
0: and Heather back to the week Car- we buy cars prohibition uh, the the Commission found that the proposed merger will result in the removal of potential competition I think that's a significant break from the past because it was wasn't saying that there was existing market dominance, but it was saying that there could be existing market dominance.
3: Now that's quite correct, Michael, and I think that's probably correct given the pace at which the technology changes and consumers adapt to using these services. Um, the traditional method of merger analysis where you try to look forward and predict whether or not they're going to be anti-competitive effects is particularly challenging in these markets. Um, and that's I think why there, there may well be some appetite for the Commission to do a market study um, to really try and understand how these markets work and therefore what kind of regulation is going to be most effective mm-hmm. um, because it's very difficult to run the scale of merger investigation that the Commission ran and we buy cars in relation to every single transaction that's notified to them and then of course there are lots of transactions that are just under the radar because the target companies are small and the deal might not be publicized. So that those um, acquisitions that happen in the very early stages of a startup, when the innovators are sitting in their garage and they've developed a service that's particularly attractive to one of these much bigger firms, um, it's almost impossible for the commission to detect that, that that's happening and to do anything about it. Um, and so I think the thing to do is probably to have a digital market inquiry and flesh out some of these issues in a lot of detail and then choose the system of regulation that's most appropriate for south africa but obviously drawing on this this um, learning that is happening all the time in places like europe that christina mm. was talking about mm. um, and adapted to our local conditions in a way that does protect innovation and foster investment but at the same time doesn't expose us to some of the effects that christine has been talking about globally
0: yeah do you no know evil well uh, we'll we'll have to leave it over there uh, i see as christina is um, champion at the bit to respond unfortunately we've run out of time Uh, on this very interesting topic of regulating the digital economy. Is it fit for purpose? Uh, Well, that's what the Competition Commission uh, wants to tease out with this discussion document. And uh, no doubt it'll uh, create a great deal of interest uh, and uh, submissions into how best to regulate the digital economy in South Africa. That was uh, Heather Irvin of Bowman's, Dr. Christina Kafara of Charles River Associates and Patrick Smith, partner at RBB Economics.